Amen. Thank you, brother. Well, as the theme I saw when we got here, uh, it's about being a soldier. And even the, the video was, uh, what is a soldier? And I think we have looked at Christianity. A lot of times we look and say, well, it's all about a family relationship. He's our heavenly father. There is that side of it, but also it likens us to a soldier. And uh, we sing Christian soldier. We sing songs about it. But I, I think a lot of times we, we forget what that means. See, we, we've grown comfortable because as uh, we will in just a little bit honor those that have fought for our country and their families and and brother Bart mentioned it maybe they they didn't they weren't on the front line but they all had something to do with with uh, you being here and having the freedom you have right. we we as a nation have become very comfortable yes. I mean we see what's going on in Israel and uh, you know you think about here the initial attack of Hamas and let me say this part part of the problem we have today is uh, we don't teach history. I I heard today uh, they were interviewing some of these pro-Hamas people and uh, one of them said that Israel were uh, fascist Nazis. I thought, you know, if you understood history, you would understand that the Nazis were the ones who were trying to exterminate the Jews. So it's kind of difficult to be a Jewish Nazi, right? Right? And so one guy said, well, you know, Israel bombed that hospital and uh, actually they found out that Hamas was, I think it was Hamas, wasn't it, Brother Charles, that launched the rocket that failed that landed in the parking lot of the hospital. Israel didn't bomb the hospital. And so you've got people that don't know history that, that won't take the time to, and I understand this, the media and all that is, is, is spewing what they want but uh, let me say this, stop clicking on headlines. You need, you need to understand the story, not the headline. The headlines say whatever you want to. And so we, we, we're living in a day where we're just, we're reacting, right? We're emotional, we're reacting to things. And, and uh, as Christians, we've sat back and we've let it all happen. And now, now we're upset, right? We're saying we gotta do, somebody's got to do something. Brother Bart mentioned it. Many of the guys that signed up that fought in Iraq and Afghanistan, the reason they signed up was because of 9-11. In other words, it went from somebody needs to do something to I'm going to do something. And that's where you and I have got to get today. We've got to get to the place where we stop fighting this proxy Christian war. We look at uh, Iran and you understand that Iran is actually the one fighting the war against Israel. They're just using Hamas and Hezbollah to do it. And we'll say they're fighting a proxy war. Well, you know what? A lot of Christians are fighting the same kind of war. They, they want to they fight the enemy, but they want somebody else to do the fighting for them. And so in 2 Timothy chapter 2, Paul writes this in verse number 1. He said, Thou... Therefore, my son, talking to Timothy, he said, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. And notice verse 3, he said, thou therefore endure hardness 
as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. That doesn't sound to me like he's saying, you just sit back. and I mean, it sounds to me a soldier is, is going to stand up for what's right. No man that warreth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life that he may please him who hath chosen him to be a soldier. And if a man also strive for masteries, yet he is not yet is he not crowned except he strive lawfully. So in this scripture, as we celebrate Veterans Day, our focus is on those who have served and those who have and would give their life to protect the freedom we have. That's what we're here to do. We're here to honor them for their sacrifice and, and the ones that are here, obviously the ones that are sitting here today did not give their life as in they died, but they gave their life and would have given their life if need be. And others gave their life so that you and I could have freedom and liberty that we enjoy today. But the, the thing we end up, what ends up happening is, is we forget the farther we are away from it, the more comfortable and the more we take things for granted. I mean, you realize that even on a spiritual level, the Bible you have in your hand, people died for that. You realize that the fact that you're sitting in church today in a Baptist church in North Carolina, as you study the history of it, that there are people that died so you could do that. There are people that were burned at the stake, sawed in half, their limbs pulled out of them so you and I could come worship. Yet today, years and years and years away from that sacrifice of others and 2,000 years away from the sacrifice of the Lord Jesus Christ, if we're not careful, we get so complacent that we look at things, as we said, as he's our heavenly father and the only reason he's here is to give me what I want and my responsibility to him is just to be his son or his daughter. Well, Paul's writing to Timothy and he's telling him that he needs to be a good soldier. He needs to be the kind that will stand up for what's right, stand up for the word of God, stand up for the principles of the Bible. And so this liberty that we have was bought with a price that the price was blood. And the liberty you have in Jesus Christ was bought with blood. You didn't get it from being a Methodist or a Baptist or a Pentecostal or a Catholic or you didn't get it because the Pope gave it to you. If you're truly born again, you're born again because Jesus shed his blood for you and died in your place and died for you. And the reason you have liberty as American is because people stood in the gap and died and shed their blood so you and I could have freedom. So the Bible tells us here to be a good soldier because our liberty was bought with the blood of Jesus Christ. Now I want to ask you something. If, if these men and these women that served in the military just decided, hey, now I signed up for it, but I don't want to be here anymore. And I think I'll just go and I don't care what anybody says and I don't care what the rules are and I don't care what the regulations, I'm just going to walk off the base and I'm going to do my own thing. I think they call that going AWOL. I think there's a punishment for that. Yet a lot of us, if we're not careful, we kind of do the same thing when it comes to serving Jesus Christ. If I feel like it, I will. If I don't feel like it. And we have this mindset, well, we believe in the autonomy of ourselves. And we'll say, well, it's my body, my choice. Well, friend, may I say this? If you've signed up, if you're born again, your Bible tells you you were bought with a price. And so if you want to be a good soldier, there's a few things that this scripture tells us we must do. Just as we would 
view those who go uh, AWOL as cowards and traitors, and I believe they are, don't you? I mean, years ago, and I wasn't born yet, but my understanding was during the Vietnam War, there were some that were drafted that went to Canada so they didn't have to fight in the war. And you and I would say they're traitors and they're cowards. But I wonder if the same couldn't be said about us in our stand for the Lord. You see, what makes up the good soldier? Well, look at a few things. In verse number one, the Bible said, Though therefore, my son, be thou, uh, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Well, the first thing is enlistment. Listen, if you want to go to heaven, you have to choose what Jesus did for you. Amen. Amen. Uh, listen, he, he's not going to drag you to heaven. You don't want to go, don't go. He didn't, he didn't draft us, Brother Bart. The enlistment in the army of Jesus Christ is you sign up for it, amen? And so this morning, if you're here and you've never trusted him as your savior, you need to sign up. In other words, you need to come. And the Bible said that we're to believe in our heart. We're to confess with our mouth. You gotta believe that Jesus was born of a virgin, that he is the son of God or that he is God in flesh, that he died on an old rugged cross for your sins and rose on the third day because he's God. Amen, I mean, there's no other way. You can't sign a card. You can't get baptized into it. Uh, you can't get in because your mom and daddy were born-again Christians because your daddy's a preacher. None of that matters. What have you done with Jesus Christ? I mean, you get in because you trust him as your Savior. You enlist. And today, I just mentioned it, many folks that fought uh, after 9-11, they were fed up with what was going on, and they, they said, I'm going to do something about it. Not somebody needs to do something about it. I'm gonna. So they enlisted. And so this morning, our freedom has to be purchased. In America, it was purchased with the blood of men and women. Uh, Calvary, uh, is the, we, we rally around that flag because that is what we say our freedom is about in America. But we rally around that cross because that's where our freedom was purchased by the blood of Jesus Christ. Friend, it's time for God's people to realize that you're not going to heaven because you're a good person, amen. If you're here today and you say, well, I'm just a good person. No, no, no. I was talking to an older gentleman at the gym the other day and he, he came up to me and he said, preacher, he said, did you ever think that you'd see this much hate in the world? I said, yeah. And he looked at me and he said, well, I just feel like everybody's got a little bit of good in them if we can just get it to come out. I said, that's not what your Bible says. There's none righteous, no, not one. There's none good. That's what the Bible said. The only good in us is Jesus Christ. In my flesh, there dwells no good thing. So this morning, if, if there's any good, I'm not saying that sometimes, Brother Junior, people don't do good deeds. But inside of us, there's nothing good. And so our freedom had to be purchased on Calvary and it was purchased with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Our free choice must be made. You want to go to heaven? It's your choice. If you don't want to go to heaven, it's your choice, right? It, and listen, friend, if you, people say, well, how could God, how could God allow people to go to hell? Listen, he's done everything he could do to keep you out of hell. If you die in your sins and you end up in that awful, terrible place called hell that was, that was made for the devil and his angels, if you end up there, it's because God has done everything he can to keep you out, but you still chose to reject him. See, a good soldier has to enlist. You're not getting dragged into this thing. But when you enlist, right, 
You guys that served in the military, when you enlisted, they say, you know what? The military is just here for you. We're going to give you the GI Bill, and you can do whatever you want to, but we're, we're here to make your life easier. Basic training, you don't want to get up, don't get up. Hey, just get up around noon if you want to. You want pancakes and bacon in bed? We'll just bring it to you. You, you want to you you know, let your hair grow down to all the way to the ground? Go ahead, we don't care. You don't want to wear the uniform? Wear what you want to. God, doesn't, God looks on the inside, man. Brother Foy, the general, he don't care what you look. He just knows He knows what's going on here, right? No. When you sign that line, you got on that bus, they said, you are ours now. Right? Can I help you with something? The day you got saved, the day your name was written in the Lamb's Book of Life, you know what, you, what he said? You're mine now. By the way, it ain't a bad life. But you signed up for it. So there, there was the enlistment in verse 1, but then verse 2, notice the Bible said, The things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. Well, not only is there an enlistment that takes place in being a soldier for Christ, there's an education that takes place. Now, 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 far as I know, Brother Bart said these were. I, this was our ammunition. When you when you joined the military, they gave you a box with bullets in it. Now, I think I I think they probably just didn't say, "Here's your gun, here's your bullet, go out and kill some bad guys." I feel like they probably said, "Now we're going to start with how to get up in the morning. Then we're going to teach how to make your bed right. Then we're going to teach how to tuck your shirt in. We're going to teach how to shine your shoes." Matter of fact, we're going to teach you what a haircut looks like. Am I, am I on track? We're, we're, we're going to tell you when to eat, when to get up. We're going to tell you all this stuff, right? We're going, we're going to train you. Well, man, God didn't save you to turn you loose and live any way you want to. See, after you got saved, there's an education. After the enlistment, there's an education, and that thing is called teaching and training. You know why the church is here? To help teach and train you. You know what happens when you miss Sunday night, Wednesday night? You're not getting all the teaching and training God wants you to have. You know what happens when you don't come to Sunday school? You're not getting the teaching and training. You know what happens when the kids don't go on youth meetings and they don't get the teaching and training? This is not to hurt you. God has the church. God has his word. God has the Holy Spirit that he puts inside of you when you get saved to teach and train you. Paul's telling Timothy, he said, the things you've, you've seen in me, the things I've taught you, the things I've trained you, now it's your, watch church, now it's your job to go and do that to somebody else. Amen. 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 Why is the church failing? Oh, well, you know, it's, I'll tell you why. Because we don't want to be taught and we don't want to be trained and then we don't want to pass it on to someone else. Well, that ain't my job. Hello? Brother Charles? When you joined the Marines, did you, did you tell the sergeant, that ain't my job? That, that went over well, I'm sure, if you did, right? No, sir, that's not, that's not what I signed up for, right? I signed up to be a cook. Well, we need you out there with this gun in your hand. No, that, uh-uh, I'm, I'm walking off the job. That's the way a lot of Christians are. I don't want to do that, uh-uh. No, see, when you got saved, you were bought with a price. Now you are his to do with what he wants to do. 
There's the training and teaching, the education. After What makes a good soldier? Got to be enlisted. Got to be educated. You don't know it all, neither do I. You know what, Brother Matt? I'm still learning. Then, number three, that's what the Bible said. Thou therefore, in verse three, endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Brother Earl, that does not sound pleasant to me. Endure doesn't sound like thrive, right? Didn't say thrive in prosperity always and everything's going to be good. Here's, here's an older preacher. I can see him now, can't you? Paul's worn, beaten down, blind, almost ready to be offered. And he goes to this young preacher who's probably excited. Man, Brother Paul, I'm going to be a pastor and God's going to use me and it's going to be exciting. And he says, listen, son, it's a war. And you better learn, you better learn to endure you better learn to endure hardness good. as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Yes, See, there's some endurance that has to take place. So listen, I understand some of you have got kicked in the teeth. You've got hit in the head. The devil's beat up on you. It seems like he's relentless. He just keeps on and keeps on and keeps on and keeps on. But may I say this? When you get to heaven, if you want to hear, well done, good and faithful servant, you better not quit. Yeah, but I got hurt, preacher. Don't quit. Hey, but everybody else left. Don't quit. Everybody else, it doesn't matter. It's you. See, you're the one who's going to get the medal. You're the one who's going to get the discipline. You're the one who's going to get chastised or, or rewarded. So the endurance is this. You have to have discipline. I don't feel like reading my Bible. So? I don't feel like praying. So? I don't feel like coming to Sunday school. So? I don't feel like coming Sunday night. So what? I don't feel like handing out tracts. Who cares? Where in the world? Where in the Bible say, listen, just operate off your feelings? I don't. Listen, Sergeant. I don't want to. I don't feel good today. I don't want to go out there and fight in this war. Okay, we'll just stay in the bed. We'll let somebody else take your place. Right? I'm just get ready. Buckle up. Some of y'all need to get this. You're right. Good. You have responsibilities in the army of, of the Lord and you're like, well, just let somebody else do it. I don't feel like doing it. Yeah. If you commit to doing something, y'all do it. Amen. Choir, if you commit to singing the choir, sing in the choir. Amen. Commit to helping the youth ministry, helping the youth ministry. We shouldn't have to send the FBI to find you every time the doors are, well, I, I just, when I got up this morning, I was just tired. I sure am glad, I sure am glad those guys that fought for that flag and they got, I just don't feel, I'm just tired today. I sure am glad Jesus didn't say, Father, today just would not be a good day for me to purchase salvation for mankind. I've had a hard day. But this on? Right? See, you're going to have to endure some things. It ain't always a cakewalk. Pastoring ain't always a cakewalk. Serving God in your capacity is not always a cakewalk. Life is not easy. But who said it would be? You've got to endure hardness. 
you got to endure some things, man. Listen, uh, uh, to get those medals pinned on their chest, it wasn't like they just sat there. Some of them had to endure some ungodly things, some terrible things. Uh, but may I say this, that when you get to heaven, it will be worth it because we endured till the end. And so if, if we're just going to serve God when it feels good, you'll never serve God. It didn't say endure hardness as an average soldier. We're, we're, we're enduring hardness as a good soldier, right? So there's the endurance, there's the discipline. Just get up in the morning. Do you hear what they were saying? I thought, see, I knew I got up at 4 o'clock for reading, but got up at 4, now I don't stay up till 12. But Jake, I'm a little excited about this time change, getting dark early. Means I can go to bed earlier. Get up early. I just can't. No, you won't. Right? What's that? I don't know. It may not be 4 o'clock. Maybe it's 6 o'clock. But I wonder what half you start your day instead of coffee and Facebook if you start it with coffee and prayer and Bible study every day. Right? wonder what happens you, if, you'd, if you'd get prepared for the day. Yes. What's that? I don't feel like, I know. That's, that's what I'm saying. It's discipline. Right. Discipline. Yes, then there's dedication that goes along with the endurance. You just, there has to be a cause. David said this, is there not a cause? It, what is your cause? Well, it's, I just want to be happy. Well, that's not a good cause. I just, I just don't, I want to live a peaceful life. It ain't going to happen. That's not a good cause. Your cause has got to be Jesus Christ. My cause has got to be Jesus. So there's the endurance. But then number four, also in verse four, the Bible said, no man that warreth. Well, if there's a war, that tells me there's an enemy. Am I, I mean, why are you going to fight a war if there's no enemy? Well, the enemy is threefold. The devil, let me say this, guess what? The church down the street's not my enemy. Church up the road's not my enemy, right? Now, we may, we may not do everything exactly the same. We may not uh, necessarily walk hand in hand, but I'm not going to go around bashing God's churches because they're not my enemy. We've got a real devil. There's a, there's a real devil we're fighting. You don't believe it? You tell me how. You tell me what entity would go into a country and behead babies. You tell me what entity would go into a country and burn children and rape children and women. Huh? You tell me what entity would murder 65 million in the womb. You tell me. There's a real devil. And we're playing games like, well, you know, I just don't believe in the devil. Who cares? Doesn't matter if you believe in him or not. You say, I don't know, I don't believe there is a God. Doesn't matter there is. See, what you believe and what I believe doesn't really matter of what is reality. The reality is there is a God in heaven. There is a real devil that's walking the earth, seeking whom he may devour. He's got real demons. Uh, he's really uh, uh, pushing evil in this world. We've got three enemies. We've got the devil. We've got the flesh. You know what? 
Ready for this? Time out. Your biggest enemy is probably not even the devil. Your biggest enemy probably looks at you in the mirror every morning. Your flesh. Amen. I'll tell you what. Let me tell you what Brother Paul did. You better worry about what you did. Right? We got the devil, the flesh, and the world. This worldly system. You ready for this? See, we're, we're fighting a proxy war. We want somebody else to stand up for what's right. We want somebody else to go to Washington. We want somebody else to go to the school board. Right? It's like those 9-11 guys. Well, you know, these, uh, these terrorists ran into the building. Somebody needs to do something about it. No, you know what they did? They said, we're going to do something about it. Some of you, I've, can you believe? Can you believe that mess that went on up at Oak Grove? Can you believe they let that? You know why they let it? Because people just like you never went to a school board meeting. Hello? I mean, they got, they got transgender doing dances at a pep rally, and we're appalled at it, but nobody do anything about it. Well, somebody will do something about it. Yeah, you know who? You. Quiet. No, I think preachers ought to do something about it. Well, let me say this. Most preachers are not going to do anything about it anyway. I've met them around here. They talk a big game, but they ain't going to do nothing about it. But there's a lot of Christians who do the same thing. I wish preachers would, what about you? I wish churches, what about you? How many of you have been to a school board meeting? How many of you have run for school board? How many of you run for county commissioner, right? We want somebody to fix it. We just don't want to be a good soldier. We want somebody else to be a good soldier. So I'd say this, instead of worrying about somebody else fixing the problem, if we're going to be a good soldier, Paul doesn't tell Timothy, now find you a good preacher and get behind. He said, you be it. You be the good soldier. There's a real enemy. You want to see the world we're fighting? We need soldiers in it. Not, not keyboard soldiers anyway, by the way. So there's a real enemy. Hold on, I'm about done. There's an engagement. Verse 4 said, No man that warth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life. Who, care, who cares about your job promotion? Who cares about your 401k? Who cares? Listen, my, I've just come to the realization I love Florida Gator football. They're terrible. Mother, I've almost got to the point I'm callous to it. Not quite, but I'm used to them losing. Brother Earl, there's a day I'd lost my mind over that stuff. I mean, I just, it doesn't matter. It's a game. It doesn't matter. It's entertainment. We get so caught up in stuff, it doesn't matter. Right? Basketball's coming. Some of you lose your mind over Carolina Duke. I don't care. People are dying and going to hell. Our country is going down. We're, we're worried about stuff. doesn't matter. Right? I don't, I don't care. I, I, I don't care. But, Jerry, yeah, my... my, my Focus is getting more, more centered on a few things that matter. See, there, we have to know there's an enemy, but the Bible said that we're, we're not to entangle ourselves with the affairs of this life. Doesn't matter. Do you see? Gas prices, preacher, in the big, it doesn't matter. 
Yeah, it'd be nice if, you know, eggs were not $19,000 a dozen. But at the end of heaven and hell, eternity, the things of this world does not matter. Doesn't matter. I was kidding with the choir. I said, I got, someone got me a new suit for past appreciation. I said, Oliver Green taught me this. He said he used to have, when he needed new shoes, and he had holes in him, he'd just sit on there and go, Amen. And somebody said, Preach, you need some new shoes. You got some holes in the bottom. So I just fear if I wore the same suit every Sunday for like nine months, then somebody said, He needs a suit. No, that's not it. But there was a day when I thought I had to have a five suits. Right? Thought I had to have 45 different shirts. And you know what I mean? I had to have all these pairs of shoes. It doesn't matter to me anymore. It doesn't matter because in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't matter. It's just stuff. They say, they say some of the greatest leaders, business leaders, that they, they, they simplify stuff to where they have like one suit or one color suit, one color shirt. And it makes them more productive because they don't have to. I don't know that that's why I did it, but I'm, that's what I'm going with. You just realize it doesn't matter. I'm entangling myself in stuff that doesn't matter. Eternity matters. Eternity matters. So Paul's telling this this young man, he said, you need to be a good soldier. Here's how you do it. You have to, there has to be an engagement. You have to engage. And there's two ways you engage. First, by separation. One of the reasons my understanding is they want to get you in in the military into that boot camp is to get you away from all the stuff and and kind of reprogram you. Well, you can't reprogram people if they constantly have their life and their mind in the world and then you're trying to give them an hour's worth of scripture on Sunday. See, that thing of separation is staying away from some stuff so so that it does not have influence on you. Now, we say that with young people, but I realize this, there's many middle-aged, older people that are involved with stuff they shouldn't be and watching stuff and listening and around people that they shouldn't be as there are young people. You have to have separation. Why? Because there's a spiritual battle. you got to get engaged in the spiritual battle. Not a spectator, a participant, and engage, someone who is engaged. And that spiritual battle happens, first of all, in the prayer closet. Then in sharing the gospel. Then in standing for what's right. And then in serving others. Now I promise you this, if you get to the place that you want to be engaged and you say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to pray and I'm going to study the scripture and I'm going to share the gospel and I'm going to stand for what's right and I'm going to serve others, there'll be a battle. The devil will fight you your flesh will fight you because your, your flesh doesn't want to serve anybody except you. And the world will fight you. There's a battle. But let me, let me share this with you and I'll, I'll close. Verse 5 says this, And if a man also strive for masteries, yet is he not crowned, except he strive lawfully. Well, that's interesting. Crowned. Seems to me like in the military, if you do something good, they put a medal on you. 
Seems to me like the Lord said here, there is a crown, a medal we could get. So the expectation is, is this. Because Paul's writing to this young preacher and he's, just, he's getting ready to tell him this. He said, I, interesting, what did he do? I fought good fight. I've kept the faith. I finished my course. What's the rest of that say? There's something laid up for me. He said, not for just me, but for all. See, there's, here's the expectation. First of all, is that you and I remain. If I got to endure hardness, it means I, I'm around at the end. Right? Paul's right. He said, I, I've... I finished. I endured. Because he says here in verse 2, all things you've heard and the same commit thou to faith. Men, the things you've seen and heard of me, you need to pass that on. Paul's passed on him. Why? Because he did it. He endured. And so there's an expectation that God has of us that we remain. Just finish. You say, well, I... Started out a whole lot better than a finish, but finish, right? I've seen a lot of people start out good and just quit. Don't quit. And for those that remain, there's a reward. I don't know what that's going to be. The greatest reward is going to be just being being around Jesus finally, right? Great rewards are going to be we don't have to deal with sin, sickness, and all the mess we've got to deal with down here. But the... But he's saying that for those that are faithful, there's something else to cast at his feet. Now, I don't know what that's going to look like, but I wouldn't mind finding out. I mean, I'm pretty competitive. I sure would hate to know, well, you know, Brother Shane got something. Brother Paul got something. Brother Carter got something. Brother Mac, you didn't get anything. Well, I don't, I know when I get there, I can't fix that, but now I can. I can do something about it. That's good. Amen. If you're here today and you're not a Christian, you need to enlist. Amen. If you have enlisted, you need to realize that you need some education, training. We all do, right? Yes, sir. You got a real enemy. There's got to be an engagement. That's good. You got to endure, right? Then. Then God has an expectation of us, but then we can have an expectation of Him because He said it in His Word. Right. There's something laid up for you. There's, it's worth it. Amen. I don't think I've ever talked to, I've never talked to a veteran. Now, you thank them. And all of them that I've talked to have said this I'd do it again. Right. I'd do it again. You know what? There's, it was worth it. Now you got to decide if it's going to be worth it for you to serve the Lord. Because you, you, be, you, be, you can't be a secret agent Christian. You can't. I'm going to be a Christian. I'm just not going to let anybody know. You can't do it, right? Why would, why would you want to? Why would you want to? I want to be a good soldier. I want to finish well. I believe you do. But you got to know what's ahead yes, to finish well. Let's stand together.
bow our heads this morning. Miss Susan's going to come to the piano. If you need to come to the altar, I want you to come. You just mind the Lord today. If you're here today and you've never trusted him as your savior, you've never asked him to be your savior, I want you to do this. Will you, I want you to slip your hand up and say, Pastor, if I died today, I don't know that I'd go to heaven. Would you pray for me? I'm not coming to you. I won't embarrass you. I want to pray for you. Would you do that? If I die today, preacher, I don't know that I'd go to heaven. Would you pray for me? Is there one? Is there one? Thank you. Is there another? Father, thank you for that precious soul that raised their hand. There may be others here today. Encourage their heart. Show them their need of salvation. May they step out so we can show them from your word how they can be saved. There may be others who didn't raise their hand, but in their heart they're not settled. We do thank you for those that have served in our military we're thankful for those that have served in the Lord's army before us now help us to carry the mantle continue on Jesus name these are still praying you need to come you come volunteer volunteer really comes down to obedience doesn't it Will I serve God? Will I serve God? If you're here, according to our testimony, everybody here, Brother Jerry, we're all saved and on our way to heaven. That's, that's our testimony. Now, if that's not true, you and God know it. You've got to deal with God. But if you're saved, if you're born again, if you're on your way to heaven, now you have a responsibility. That's to serve God. Thank you, Father. We love you. Thank you for Jesus, the cross of Calvary. There's one here that doesn't know you as Savior. Maybe more. Touch hearts. Thank you for those that have served our country, those that have served you. May we carry that on now in Jesus' name we pray.